I'm Jason Klom. Gaziza. I'm Alan Rickards. Your last name is Rickard? And we are the hosts of Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast. Uh, most of these questions are joke questions. So oh, I feel good. like. No, let me hear the joke questions. Okay, sure. All right. Uh, this question is from Paul Sims. What does Lisa look like naked? And a follow up. What does Lisa feel like naked? Wow. <laughs> wow. Hold it. Is it the Twitter handle, Paul Sims? Uh, no, he did not at you on this oh, one. No, okay. yeah. uh, I don't think most of these people did. Oh, they were, right. uh, I didn't. We did not specifically. Well, that would have spoiled drowned. the surprise. Right, exactly. Yeah. It would have been yeah. very silly. Oh, here's here's what led to uh, Chris McKenna coming on the podcast. Can you and Dan Harmon and Chris McKenna work on literally, literally anything together? How about an ensemble comedy about a group of, group of misfits that run a hostel? Not Love a it. Idea. Yeah. I saw that one, too. I'll watch I, it, Chip. I saw that one last night. Yeah. Okay, so is your answer yes or no, Paul? Commit right now. I got a lot of. St- I'm working on a lot of stuff. Okay. I did just start watching Rick and Morty recently, though, mm-hmm. and I love it. I need yeah. to start watching more of it. I have not seen enough of it. I enjoy it. I'm really pretty funny. obsessed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Again, it's one of those. I can't. You can't say News Radio was the first show to have pop culture references in it, but I mean, like it. You, you guys were of the age where Star Wars yeah. was your thing. Yeah. Yeah, but now in re- I was who was I? I was talking to someone about this recently. Now in retrospect, it. It doesn't feel embarrassing. Now it feels like Star Wars has become such a pop culture reference. I was, oh, I was talking to someone who said, like, from now on, no more Star Wars jokes and shows. Mm-hmm, like, no mm-hmm. more this and that. And I was said, okay, you're right. But at the time we did ours, no one had done, a, yeah. like, a Star Wars yeah. thing like that. And I remember there was a specific argument. Did I do this on the commentary? Uh, I don't think so. The peop- we heard that the people at Friends were also doing a Star Wars sort of themed episode. Now, oh. none of these were like tie-ins or anything. Yeah, yeah. We were such Star Wars fans. And that was their episode where she wore the wrong Princess Leia outfit. But I called one of the guys who worked at Friends. I'm like, guys, we're doing a Star Wars thing. Why do you have to do a Star Wars thing? They're like, ours is completely different. And ultimately, they were right. They went for the low-hanging fruit and did the Princess Leia joke. And we went for the deep Boba Fett of reference. Of course you did. Yeah, yeah. So that's what makes us better. I'm just sorry your Log- the Ro- Logan's Run stuff never caught on <laughs> as well. Damn it. <laughs> this person has several yeah. questions. Okay, yeah. number one. Why couldn't... You've answered this one, I'm sure. But yeah. why couldn't didn't uh, NBC get the show a stable time slot? That's number one. Number... Uh, uh, whatever. Uh, the, uh, the short answer is a victim of our own success. When mm-hmm. I don't even remember the nights or whatever. But originally we went on, we did really well. They moved us to another night where we did really well. And... That's when NBC was like, and I blame Warren Littlefield for this. This is one of the stupidest things, not just done to my show, but done to television comedy. He was, it's like a, a, you know, when you talk about corporations destroying the world because they just go for the quick money, he was like, look, these sitcoms are sort of cheapish to produce and everyone's loving sitcoms. Let's have, why don't we have six sitcoms? Let's have 15 sitcoms. Mm-hmm. We've got Tuesday night and Thursday night and some of Sunday. Why don't we have Wednesday also? And why don't we have Monday? And they put us on Wednesday night because at the time they were like, this show is strong enough to launch other shows. Mm-hmm. We still needed one more year with a good lead, with a good show, you know, oh, leading us in. So mm-hmm. in a sense, <clears throat> 52 now having buried the hatchet with everyone, I would say it was flattering that they thought we were doing well enough to support our own night. Mm-hmm. But having not buried the hatchet with anyone else, they're fucking idiots for thinking they could do that. <laughs> and then also putting us on a new night and then wondering why our ratings weren't so good. So whatever. I saw Warren Littlefield recently at an mm-hmm. FX thing. I, I, 
honestly think he didn't remember who I was. <laughs> what? I think, no, I think, wow. I think he did. I think he did, but there's sort of a blank look in his eye. And he said such a, Warren Littlefield is such a, he's, he's obviously become successful now as a producer of his own. He's such an odd fellow. I just remember the last thing I said to him at this FX thing is I said, well, it's good to see you. And he said, well, it's good to have been seen. And I was like, it's such a, like a uh, diplomatic network executive. Uh -huh. Whatever. Maybe uh -huh. he remembered me. Uh, why so many dreams slash? Um, yeah. Why so yeah, many dream man. slash fantasy sequences? I am assuming the answer is because they were fun. Because they were funny. Yeah. You know the the it, and all of those start after we did the daydream one. The sort of the Titanic and the space one started with us just sort of giggling with each other, mm -hmm. so, and then it built into like, could we actually do this? Mm -hmm. What if? We, and then it built to like. We could do a scene of it, and then I was going like, oh, "Fuck it, let's just do a whole episode." And, mm -hmm. and Titanic you know. and in space, just so. Yeah. Oh man. The, and those were happy. so fun to shoot. Also, oh, to figure out how, on a sitcom budget, to to do it, <laughs> and especially like with the space episode, like what parts are just still the ordinary office, uh -huh. and what parts <laughs> yeah. are in space, and yeah, I loved those. Uh, you answer this in the commentary, but yeah. I'm not asking why and how tone Loke. Because I loved hip hop, and mm -hmm. I think it was a casting director. Oh no, I'd seen him in Ace Ventura, right? No, I'd no. seen him in Michael Mann's film Heat. Oh, in a small oh. part when Al Pacino goes to get some information about someone, and I was like, mm -hmm. I didn't know Tone Loke was an actor. Mm -hmm. But better to ask why Chuck D. Yeah, right. Because I got a chance to meet Chuck D. Yeah, of course. Right. I know. You know, it's exciting. <laughs> um, and also, one day Run DMC came to the office, and they weren't even on the show. What the hell? They had they were they were they were. I got a call saying like Run DMC. They're thinking maybe they should make a TV show. I'm like, well, let's have a meeting then. Uh, <laughs> oh my and god! It was great. It was so exciting. I still have a picture of me with the three of them, it's and phenomenal. I had two, I had turntables in my office, and Jam Master Jay calibrated them so oh, that they were right. It was, those, it was one of those super exciting things about uh, doing the show. Uh, you know, I don't think. Well, it's so much of what we did was for ourselves mm -hmm. with our fingers crossed that someone else would like it. And mm -hmm. I think that probably comes through on the fan base. The people who liked the weird stuff that we liked found the show mm -hmm. and loved it. Um, everyone else was like, uh, I don't know who that security guard guy is, but he seems funny. Mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> uh, oh, was anyone offended by the depiction of Milos? <sighs> Pudding go boom. Mm -hmm. um, it was a different time. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and when I think back on it, that is an incredibly broad character. Uh -huh. But uh, no, no one was. Okay. There was no debate about it. That's fine. He's was, not of a specific you know, ethnicity or nor is I he. I always assumed he was Greek. Oh, okay. Well, everybody, he's Greek. So if there are yeah. any Greek anti-defamation yeah. leagues, you can uh, tweet at Paul's. Yes. <laughs> well, like uh, The Simpsons, which has been on the air for, you know, however long, uh, 30 some. Oh, yeah. almost yeah. 30 years uh -huh. mm -hmm. like they're coming under fire now for a poo but People you gotta be like reassessing that. yeah yeah well there's every i mean and i saw some article about friends the same way i think if you go back and there are uh, things changing quickly i mean i hope this doesn't sound offensive or anything but i feel like two years ago people on sitcoms would still make a joke about you look like a tranny Mm -hmm. Now, if you made that joke, you'd be like, that really is kind of lame and mm. offensive. Mm -hmm. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I think you go back through. I was watching just two nights ago the All in the Family episode. And we all know All in the Family pushed oh, the boundaries yeah. sure. of our, uh, on yeah. where yeah. Gloria Stivic had the baby and Archie was coming from the, the minstrel show performance at his lodge and shows up at the hospital in blackface. <laughs> 
And I know even at the time that came out, that was uh-huh. like, whoa. Yeah. But you watch it now and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But it was actually also. And I couldn't say penis? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. More than once? Okay. I know there's a joke in that in that Simpsons, in that All in the Family episode. And I was like, wow, even for that time, mm-hmm. he's trying to find cold cream to get the black face off. And he goes into the room of a woman who's just had surgery and is a little groggy. And she's like, and she like gets really scared because I guess because she thinks it's a black guy. I don't know. Uh-huh. And then she goes, "I'm in no condition to be raped." And I was Holy like, "Holy shit! Wow. wow, that was a that was a that was a different time. It was a different time." But they didn't say. Is there penis. a condition say, to be in for my, that? I don't. See, that's my kind of joke. I really need to revisit all in the family. Yeah. Like that's uh, whoa, that's upsetting. <laughs> like upsetting in a good way. I mean, yeah. you know, did, it's it's commentary. What are you gonna do? Did yes? Tavy have any questions? Uh, oh, Tavy rhymes with gravy. Tavy rhymes yeah, with gravy. Uh, you know, I'm sorry. She messaged me one specifically. She actually and... messaged these questions to me. Yeah. So let me do a little hunting while somebody else fills the air. How's that sound, anybody? Yeah, somebody sure. Uh, with some questions. Well, working on all the shows now, like uh, Atlanta. I know yeah. you did uh, first season of Divorce. Yeah. Um, have any of your experiences on these these newer shows reminded you of news radio in any way? Um. Flight of the Concords did just in that it was so fun and that show had a built-in surreality to it, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, but but mainly just that it was so so much fun and those guys were so funny. Um, uh, girls less so because that was really grounded in in reality. Mm-hmm. Um, divorce uh, not worth discussing. Um, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, but I will say Atlanta in the same way, Atlanta has been so fun because now I'm the older, I was always the youngest guy and now I'm the older guy and, you know, Donald and his brother, Steven, all the cast, the director hero are all, you know, young people. And it's so fun watching them do it for the first time mm-hmm. and enjoy it. And there's also, I mean, I have Atlanta. I just am like a cheerleader and a problem solver and they really make that show. And it's, nice. so it's fun to watch it as almost as an outsider, but the, there is an element of Atlanta that I really like that is similar to news radio, but I take no, it's, it has nothing to do with me, which is, it seems like a real world. And then there are completely absurd, surreal elements like mm. the invisible car from season season one and things like that. <laughs> um, but it's, it's just, I think it's the spirit of watching young people like going, I've had, a, I've had 25 years until now and I got to put everything I have into it and have a good time. Mm-hmm. The di- and the, also the pleasure of Atlanta is seeing something that like news radio is a critical success, but unlike news radio actually has lots of people watching it and stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah. has Lando on it. Um, yeah. Uh, Tavy did have questions. Yes. And then I realized I looked in the Twitter and she and I ended up chatting so much that I think I distracted her from her actual questions. Oh. So it's my bad. We ended up talking so much about uh, just that uh, the the French cartoonist who did those those. She found her old drawings. Oh, the, of his. the the uh, the like cartoon style ones. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, those are cool. She found she found what she had of his. Wow. Um, and uh, yeah. So there's a, there's a lot of good shit sitting out there of old well did you ever did you ever uh buy the board game that that guy made no i wanted to actually they're they're redoing the art right now because i've been talking to that guy too yes so i want to get the board game. i ordered one Uh and i still have it and i looked at i've never played it but i i like opened it and looked at it and he did include i i like he knew he was sending it to me Uh uh-huh 
Um, even though I just ordered in the regular online way. And I can't remember what he included, but he included something extra for me, which That's is very awesome. nice. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I, I, I want to, we should make an episode of us just playing that game. That would be yeah. really awesome. Maybe boring for people, but it'd be yeah. fun for me. And We're we'd doing probably, it for We should probably ourselves. film yeah. that one. Probably. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that one might need a visual. <laughs> let's, get, let's get Joe Fury if you want to come play that game with us. I mean, Paul, you're welcome, but I know you're never here. so that's um, I might be back more often. Look, if you want to entice me to come back to... Mm-hmm to Burbank mm-hmm. maybe having a little game night wouldn't be okay. so bad okay. yeah. alright right. that'd be fun alright but hold it yeah which character would you be Ooh. if you had first choice in playing a board game version I have the world's largest ego so Dave? Bill Bill interesting yeah here's the thing he was my hero before news radio yeah mine too and like I, there's my Troy McClure doll yeah. like I, my dream was to do voiceover with him like that was yeah. my thing and I'm like that's going to be my thing and uh, when news radio came around I'm like fuck yes this yeah. is my shit and I know I told this on the commentary but I remember working at Letterman uh, in Rockefeller Center while they were you know also doing Saturday Night Live in Rockefeller Center I remember one day getting on the elevator and Phil Hartman was there and I felt like holy shit I'm like I'm in show business now. Like, yeah. I didn't, of course I didn't say anything to him, but it was just so exciting. Like you're going to work and you ride up in the elevator with Phil Hartman and it's thrilling. That's so good. That's yeah. Amazing. I really don't like that every part they gave him was an annoying dad in every movie. In every <laughs> movie. True. Like, we, I just rewatched Houseguest and I'm like, I really thought I liked that when I was a kid. <laughs> He's great in it. He's phenomenal yeah. in it. But yeah. It's a weird that might have been with a sitcom if he played the uh, the dad with the... That's what I yeah. feel like it would have yeah. had to have yeah. yep. You know? What else? Give me some Underused. hard ones from there. Did you already use up all the hard ones? No, of course balls. not. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Would you ever, and what would it be, would you ever do something new and take the uh, the, the all the news radio cast and uh, put, put them in a show now, and what would it be? Ooh. Besides season six, because I really want that to happen. <laughs> I know, and or I see reunion always. Reunion episode. I know. I always see people tweeting about like everything else is getting re- rebooted. Why not mm-hmm. reboot News Radio? But I think without Phil, it just it would be such. I mean, we did a season without Phil, but I mm-hmm. think to besides all the other reasons not to reboot something, I think the absence of Phil would just doesn't. Mm. It would. It's not. It's not doable. You know what I mean? Yeah. In a sense. I see that. Yes. Um, the and some of those reboots do really work well. I was just watching the the Return of the X Files last night, mm-hmm. the second season of it, which is which I was enjoying. And Will and Grace feels like that's exactly the Will and Grace you remember. Really? I do feel yeah. like, I do feel like part of news radio. So much of it was about sort of being young and working in the office. And literally, Dave and I'm 52. Dave and Lisa have to be 52 also. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do? They're still working at a fucking AM news radio station. I mean, how yeah. do you get past well, that? You don't. I mean, but. <laughs> The thing is, with a lot of people, it's not everyone, but, like, there's so many people that work at a job, and then they turn around, and they're like, wait, I've worked here for how long? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, how? where did all the years go? But still hard to mine comedy out of that. I guess yeah. maybe not. I don't <laughs> know. It's. I mean, I think it's the same reason, even though the point of Friends was these are young people mm-hmm. you know living on their own for the first time so you don't want to see that in their 50s mm-hmm. the, there was never the specific point of news radio that it was about young people yeah. Ex- except in the case of dave who was as i had often felt before i made the show too young to be a 12. boss yeah mm-hmm. looked, looked 12 years old and was too young to be a boss <laughs> yeah, and yeah. was his first experience i mean it would be 
I don't know. I love that the the modern day news radio uh, Twitter account. It's where they, phenomenal. Yeah, he's and I very and good. yeah, he's so funny. Yeah, and I love just reading the his and the submissions and and because uh, I each one I'll take a second and go like, eh, oh that could work. Oh that's a really funny one. Mm-hmm. Oh that one would never work. That one sounds funny, but it would be impossible to sustain beyond ten minutes. So right. It's, it's fun though. I like that. I'm going to just pick on my brother really quick because yeah. uh, Jimmy Burroughs, our friend, big good friend Jimmy. Our made best friend Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so By the way, oh, you know. I, I, had the, <laughs> I had the same self after growing up seeing James James S. Burroughs all the time. The first time Brad Gray said, let's send the script to Jimmy Burroughs. I was like, oh, Jimmy, like right. some fancy <laughs> close friend of his. Uh-huh. But that is what he likes to be called. Uh-huh. So He didn't ask us to do it, but that's one of the <laughs> yeah. reasons we did it. That's exactly. one of the reasons we He did sign my Lego set, by the way. Oh, nice. Yeah, he signed my Lego cheer set. Anyway, I'm sorry. What's your, what, what was your question? Oh, I just, no, I was just Derek letting Ricker. it. My, yeah, Derek Ricker, just give a shout out because uh, he's a, uh, as big a fan as we are. But he's his favorite TV sitcom, just so you know, yeah. uh, characters were uh, Stephen Keaton from Family Ties. Yeah. Roy Biggins from Wings, and then Jimmy James from News Radio. Those were his three. <laughs> Roy from Wings. What well, the hold fuck? On, was Roy Thomas Hayden Church? No, the heavy no, it was right? a, yeah, it was uh, the heavy set dude with a mustache. It was funny when I when we talked to uh, <laughs> James Burroughs. He said, "Yeah, my my brother, you know, he, he loved News Radio, but he also loved Wings, and he was just like." Why? That's <laughs> <laughs> so great. I was not loving like, it when I was young. But yeah, yeah I no, me too. I haven't really. The, yeah. I, I mean, know, you know, when I think about it, the Wings is, I, I was never crazy about it, but it did fit into that that Barney Miller taxi, mm-hmm. you know, whatever universe that, mm-hmm. that I was sort of aspiring to, which was a boring place. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. where these people are together. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's nothing exciting about a small uh, airport and wherever it was, Cape Cod. But mm-hmm. um, uh, your brother, when he listens to this podcast and finds out that it was almost Michael J. Fox mm-hmm. in news radio, he's going to flip out. He's yeah. going to be like, oh, my God, yeah. that would have been awesome. It was all I could do to not do my Michael J. Fox impersonation earlier, by the way. I held back. I held back. Not well, like I did with Bob Now Cap. that you've mentioned it. <laughs> no, it's not happening. Now you Perform have to. on command. Do it. <laughs> do no. it. No, uh, don't make him do See, it. See, I would have to think of a Dave line that I really like, and then I'd have to like. Yeah, how would Michael J. Fox? If, well, you, want. if no. you want, you whatever. can spend some time working on it. No, I'll, I'll, I'll workshop it and get back to you guys all. all right. Why did I mention it though? See, you don't mention it unless you want somebody to call you out to make you do it, right? Yeah. No, that's the actor yeah. thing to do. Yeah, that is the actor thing to that's do. But bullshit. I didn't. If there were a studio audience here, that's the point at which yeah. everyone would go like, "Yeah, yeah do it. Do okay, it. cool. Do it. I might die. Cool. Yeah. All right. What else we got? What else we got, Alan? A long list of delightful questions. Uh, there's a few. Yeah. Uh, okay. Hypothetically, if this yes. ever happened, if uh, Bill McNeil was ever able to meet Johnny Johnson, how would that relationship have worked? Ooh. <laughs> That's Ooh. a tough one. This is like some some mm-hmm. Marvel meets DC, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> yeah. hypothetical crossover, yeah. which is our next podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know what? I'm I'm really taking this question seriously. And thinking about how, because obviously the first impulse would be that they would be bitter enemies. And then, which makes me think the funnier Mm -hmm. way to go would be that they hit it Mm -hmm. off immediately. And you can't believe so much of what we did was going, what's the normal way a sitcom would do it. Mm -hmm. Let's do the opposite. Mm -hmm. Almost, almost compulsively. Uh, But that's also a function of being young and, and going like everything else sucks. We're going to make something new, you know, but there were times when it was just perverse where it was just like, this is the normal next step, so let's go in the opposite direction, even if it makes no sense at all. Mm-hmm. You know, and Joe Fury was 
Joe Fury and Josh Lee, my two right hand people, were they were both so knowledgeable about like Josh loves Archie comics and that kind of thing. Like not as like a kitschy thing, just loves Archie comics mm-hmm. and and loves like loved Saved by the Bell and show and just all oh, American wow. shows about like <laughs> young people and joe is like uh, loves old silent films and all that and between Mm -hmm. the two of them there's almost no example you could think of where one of them wouldn't go like joe would go like oh yeah there was a you know a laurel and hardy where there's a part like that or josh would go like oh that's like when jughead and betty you know blah 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 (laughs) like they have the the the, all of pop culture covered (laughs) so that we would go like so what's the other way of doing it you're like big moose dave (laughs) (laughs) who ah That makes sense. Uh, you you know, I, I wondered if, was Johnny, wait, was he just designed as part of an arc? Because he seemed to fill this smarm factor that yeah, unfortunately was gone. He did. Um, he was sort of designed as part of an arc. Um, but he came back too, which was cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. Funny. He had two arcs. It was just it was just this weird thing where I, I he <clears throat> I didn't know until we started the podcast why I liked the character so much. I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, that part of that was just like this big ego was missing from the yeah, show and it true. was nice having a different a different format yeah, of it that's true because I, I mean i think i think originally we assumed love it's like as we said so much was based on our writers lives or our actors real lives and pushing farther in that direction love it's who is a no i mean i say this with love but mm-hmm. an annoying loud mm-hmm. very con very confident person we assumed that he would that he would somehow fill that role. But see, Levitz yeah. is his own worst enemy in a way. I mean, so much of our show was based on the actors going like, "Yeah, I'll try that." The Phil was mm-hmm. the best at that. Phil would were you running out of tape? No, <laughs> no. I'm you just made, sure. Change the real, oh. Jason. Change um, the real. Change the real. Hold on. Give me um, one the uh, Phil especially was like you could just say, "Could you try the craziest thing?" He's like, "Yeah, I'll give that a try." And I think that comes from an improv background. But Lovitz was more of a why. We're like, well, you know, uh, you know, and every and and we had, I know, and we had this organic way of working where, you know, like I said, we we take our own lives and own things. We said some some so many episodes, you know, a lot of the early episodes are about the budget was was a veiled way of actually writing about my fights with the the network or Mm -hmm. the actual, but whatever. Mm -hmm. But and so I'm. Lovitz would say something funny and we'd put it in the script and he'd go like, well, that's not writing. You just took what I said and put it in the script. And I was like, most actors would love that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> he, your idea yeah, <laughs> yeah. But so he didn't fill up the, no one would have filled the space Phil left, but mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Okay. Uh, true or false. It would be a good idea to market your own rocket fuel malt liquor. Oh man. Like as a, well, not yeah. I know I could sell three bottles right yeah, here in this room. I got the labels ready to go. That is correct. That you, that is. It's interesting because <laughs> rocket fuel was not that far off from some of those awful. Oh ones. yeah, like yeah. Uh, what was the one? Saint Ides was the one I always remember that Ice Cube and a bunch of other rappers did commercials, oh, like radio okay. commercials for. And then after a while, they were like, "Holy, this shit is really." crap and it's mm-hmm. and and the fact that it's targeted at the at the african-american community is kind of offensive but mm-hmm. i do have a cd somewhere with all the ice cube saint ides commercials <laughs> what really cool. holy yeah. shit that yeah. many uh yeah there are a few different and they had they had a few other people do them too i can't remember who else what other rappers did them but they that they all used their own musical tracks and did 
and wow. did uh, rhymes about St. Ides. And they were really cool. Oh, my God. Please but... tell me you choreographed a dance to some of those. <laughs> no, uh, no, damn it. No. <laughs> See, this <laughs> is why I want, well, for a number of reasons. I want the show released on Blu-ray. So, Paul Sims, will you just officially say you'd also like to see that happen because it would help? Sure, but... Uh, but uh... I, yeah, I, you know what? This occurs to me every two months or so. Mm-hmm. Like, why isn't it on Blu-ray or on Netflix or someplace better? Yeah. Right? yeah, 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 yeah. Why the fuck? I don't know. I, because I've been lazy, and I think I usually think you about really? it. I usually think about it when I'm in bed at night, and I'm uh-huh. like, I gotta call my agent tomorrow and find out why it's not. Because right mm-hmm. right now it's on what Crackle or something. One season at a time. One or season random, at a time. It's ridiculous. Bad that is, commercials. That in sounds it. like such a. Uh, uh, corporate ripoff because mm-hmm. the, the it's all complicated the way who owns what part of the show but yeah. Sony itself owns a big part of the show right. because they're the distributor or yes. whatever and so they're selling it to themselves on Crackle mm-hmm. instead of yeah all right I'll, I'll try to remember to ask my agent <laughs> like I would lo- I don't care about the money I would love no, it yeah. just to be have all of it in one place whether yeah. it's Hulu Netflix mm-hmm. or something look really I just feel like too. I should point out Joe Fury said we should moderate the new commentaries only to keep you guys on track I feel it like. would be so much better because the worst pressure I can remember having mm-hmm. is like a- episode 15 of the commentary and me being the one having to like what okay. else, guys? Yep. Yeah, it's we, the most exhausting thing like, in the world. Ha- having to think about your own stuff and like yeah. trying to keep people moving along too. It's just yeah. No, it'd be you've f- been watching it for probably too long in a row. Yeah, and we'd yeah. we'd have wow. transcripts of the original ones and whips so that if you wow. repeated anything, wow. you know, wow, it wouldn't right? just be nice and like or an electroshock something, and, like, something to, to train them into not. Wow. How does it look shit. on Crackle? At least we don't need to. I don't even Jason. pay attention. I, I I haven't bothered to watch it. My I one question it on about DVD. Blu-ray is then, even though it was shot on film, mm-hmm. it was it was it would still have to be. Here's what I would four say: by three ratio. as a nerd, I say they should do the full scan. This is going to get technical and boring. Do a full scan of the full frame. I would like to see the full frame, even if people are off in the corner, but then also have the full cropped version. Why the fuck not? And then Spider has mentioned, and other people have mentioned, well, the effects were not done in HD. You'd have to redo those. But there are not that many special effects that were actually like chroma key or anything you'd have to redo too much of. That's true. Like CG is the only thing you'd have to redo. I think the biggest hurdle to this happening is no one would buy it. You would have a few people... three copies bought, right? <laughs> I know, three copies right here, and, and everyone uh-huh. who listens to this podcast. I know, but, I know. Uh, it's a nice pipe dream. Yeah, I know. Uh, we give them out as gifts, too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll I wonder, out... If you get the, like, the HD out there, though, I mean, like... Well, then the streaming would be more likely, the too. The streaming will yeah. fight over it. Fucking Cheers is on HD. Well, I know it's a well, different Cheers level of show huge. is how they look at it, but it's still... It ran longer, It's great too. to watch in HD. It, it plays... Really? The effects aren't the same. What does it look like? Does uh, it look? It doesn't look like like TV on overscan mode. No, it? It, no, it looks like it looks like film. It looks very pretty. It looks like a crisper version. You don't notice if you're watching it on a big ass TV now. Yeah. And until it, you're yeah. like, oh wait, right, I'm watching this in double or quadruple yeah. the resolution, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, it's very pretty. Can we get like Joe Fury's one man shows, like that were after hours and like. Like it sounds like there's some stuff that wasn't other, on the DVDs of those, yeah, right? I yeah. just want to see the things that were filmed. Well, randomly. that's yeah, I, <laughs> that's extra. I can get that to you. <laughs> I mean, like I said, in the past three months, what, are we out of time? <laughs> every time, every, every time you look over. Can at I that tell thing, you? I every worry. time you, you do bored, that, Jason? I think I'm tired? having a stroke. Do you need a snack? <laughs> Because you look at me in the same way every time. I think I'm having a fucking stroke every time. Um, in the last few months, when I, I have an office in Grand Central in New York, when I go up to the office to write, I have my second computer, and I've just I finally consolidated and dug out all my old um, 
videotapes that go back to high eight mm-hmm. and then uh. dv the the mini dv size yeah and i've been digitizing so i watch them out of the corner of my eye and i did come across a few more of the uh the news radio short films as we call them amazing. it's amazing um i started doing that because judd apatow is doing this big documentary about uh gary shandling mm-hmm. and he asked me if i had any old like behind the scenes footage oh okay and i was oh, like really ah, cool. you know what i should back that stuff up and so i think I, g- I gave him i found some stuff for him that was interesting that's awesome yeah Neat. but you're just watching it off in the corner i'm watching it off in the corner and then every once in a while i'll go like oh let me actually watch this mm-hmm. but a lot of it is like just boring <clears throat> stuff of us sitting around the office at four in the morning mm-hmm. but i documented it I've been oh, digitizing wow. I've been digitizing the Firesign Theaters VHS tapes and it's wow. kind of the same thing. Wow. There's a lot of really cool stuff and then like I don't know why you were shooting yeah. for that long. <laughs> yeah. But okay. I mean again it's there. That's Good funny. for you. You have it. Did you have more questions off that paper of yours, Alan? Uh, yeah, you've okay. had some yeah, yeah. very good questions. Yeah, well uh okay. It's been a lifelong dream yeah. uh to work on the show. Now since it is not possible with yeah. a time machine. Yeah. Is there another show I should tell my agent to pitch, get me in the room for? That is, mm-hmm. that is, that would be fun what's, like what's that. What's the modern day news radio? Is what you're asking. That is. Exactly I don't know because my honest answer would would be would twenty percent have to do with what show is good or like news radio, and eighty percent what show is fun in that. If you know, what, I, like I said, I'm going to answer all these questions straightforwardly. Mm-hmm. If I would say get on a show that's just starting out, you know what I mean? That has that's there's nothing like being making something from nothing and being with a group of people and sometimes feeling overwhelmed and and if you're lucky you end up with a group of people where you all want to make each other laugh and everything as far as content wise i don't know maybe uh i don't know i don't watch enough to know (laughs) (laughs) i mean but it's hard because part of the fun of news radio was the the live audience and the structure of the week of having the table read rehearsal rehearsal camera blocking camera blocking then the live audience and all that and the only place that seems to make those audience shows anymore is cbs and and those are not those shows are not quirky you know what i mean they're they're and they're 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 keeping that you know tv form alive which i think is great but it's not like the old days where you know, you could do quirky shit and no one would notice because no one was watching. <laughs> Good answer. Yeah. Do you have um? Do you have like a person or or a few people uh, back when you know you were writing news radio um that would like you would want to make laugh the most? Uh yeah. Uh. Well, it, yeah, but so like Joe and Josh, definitely Julie being uh, like I, now that I, I mean, now my answer is going to be all of them. But like starting with Joe and Josh and Julie, and then you know Sam and Chris and Lou and Brian. Those, I mean, but then now that I think about it, in another way, that was that was sort of what we were all trying to do is make each other laugh. In another way, Brad Gray, who's who passed away earlier this year. Who was who was a very like funny guy, but definitely was a businessman. Was mm-hmm. a you know a producer and a manager. Um, uh, making him laugh was was fun. You know what I mean? Because that it, it I, I don't know what I I even though we weren't that far apart in age, I really looked up to him, and we had such a great relationship, and he protected me from so much of the bad stuff and helped me with so much of the hard stuff. But that was sort of like making him laugh felt 
felt very special. Like you, know? you met a challenge or something, maybe? A little bit of a challenge and also probably a little bit of that that feeling of like when you make your your kid and you make your dad laugh. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, and then cast wise, I'm trying to think. And we just all liked laughing at each other's stuff, so it was, you know, that was fun. I mean, the, the you know, the first time you you make Phil Hartman laugh is fun, yeah, and and right. and, this, and the best kind of laugh was, like between takes when you'd run in and you'd go try this, and he'd go like, oh yeah, that's uh, like that's not awesome. even a laugh as much yeah, of like, yeah. okay, I know that's going to be yeah, funny, I'm and I yeah, that. and I Let's can't wait that. to do yep. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was really fun. Aww. Were there any ever any entire scripts that got chucked out, or is that just yeah. a pipe dream too? Yeah, the set, the pi- we had, we did the pilot, mm-hmm. and then we had the order of the second six episodes. Mm-hmm. This must have been talked about. And the first one, so episode number two, mm-hmm. we had the table read, and we checked it out completely and rewrote a new oh, one. Oh, yeah, overnight. okay, that was mentioned. That's why I think I thought of it. The second one. That Where is the, it, and can we read it? <laughs> I don't know. You know, I was going to ask you guys, do you, do you have a hard copy of the pilot script? Uh, not a hard copy. But I have it, as many scanned as I could find online, um, but there is one pilot on that I've found. Someone was asking me for a copy of it, and I, mm-hmm. and I don't know that I have The only it. one I have is Arcade, because you can only buy, like, 12 of them on eBay. Somebody keeps mass-producing them. They, they're like, okay, somebody bought one, I'll photocopy another one. Like, that's clearly what they're doing. You know, this is interesting, because I just bought a new house back east, and, and all the stuff from my old house in L.A. I put into storage and. 19 and 2000 so 18 years ago uh-huh. and i think i was stupid enough to put all my news radio binders that had every draft from the yeah. writer's draft to the shooting draft i think i put all those in storage and if those end up showing up at my house in new york mm-hmm. i am going to ship them all back out to you <laughs> all right and you can be you can I be the, them all you could be the proprietor of them and everything no that that but that second script was mm-hmm. uh we were making ourselves laugh a little too much and mm-hmm. it was all about uh, I think it was Bill trying to do a call-in show, and it was all Howard Stern, Baba Booey callers and prank callers. <laughs> oh and God. and Jimmy Burroughs, for one, didn't understand it. He's like, what is Baba Booey? And we're like, it's a Howard Stern thing. It's really funny. And the network was like, this is too... Jamie, Jamie Tarzis, I think... Was it Jamie Mc... I can't remember if her name then was Tarzis or McDermott. I think it was Jamie McDermott when she was married. She was like the development executive at NBC, and she was a great champion for the show and one of the best executives I've worked with. She was really good after the table read. She's like, guys, no offense, but you said the show was about the people and you've made an episode that's all about radio and inside radio stuff. Oh, okay. And yeah. we were like, eh, you're right. <laughs> Just chuck Yeah, it. so we chucked wow. it. Wow. But we did work Baba Booey and a few other of course you did. references <laughs> in later. I think that was the only one we really completely threw out. Mm-hmm. But I might be wrong. That's. I feel like Joe would remember better. Maybe I mean, Josh. I've, I've heard that, that many of the scripts started off far longer oh, than... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, part of it was that... Um, part of it was when it would get to six in the morning and the table read was in three hours and, you know, a, a sitcom script of, for sh- in that format for that length should be like... I don't, like Steve Levitan and those guys have it figured out to a science. It's like 48 pages or 53. Okay. I don't know, what whatever it was. And ours would be like, you know, 65 pages. Mm-hmm. And everyone was always like, you got to get it down. You got to cut it down. And we were always like, can we just keep it in for the table read? Because there's a joke in there that's going to make Joe Rogan laugh. And there's a joke in there that's going to make Maura laugh. Okay, and we just yeah. want to hear Phil Hartman say these words. Uh, it ended up always being a struggle with editing to get it down to time. But, uh-huh. but hey, you know, if I were had been older and smarter, I probably would have trimmed it down. But I also liked the the 
feeling of like, let's just try a bunch of stuff and some mm -hmm. of it's not going to work and that's fine. We'll get rid of that later. Um, but it's yeah. not the financially or organizationally probably the best way to work. <laughs> I was just looking and this one is 60 pages. So the lady who, who sold me the, the, uh, that thing and all yeah. the other costume <laughs> shit that I bought, yeah. she's like, Hey, you want to borrow this? Cause she's got all the costume binders. Let me see for this. every freaking episode, um, or or at least is a ton a of episodes. Script? You know the uh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and then Polaroids in and then there are Polaroids of of almost everybody. Yeah, uh, in their costumes. This uh, is cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of great. And we we had the gentleman who played the three card Monty dealer uh, on the podcast. Really? And yeah. like, hey, look at look at what you looked like when you were twenty something. You guys are digging deep. Yeah, it's good. That's yeah. really cool. Oh, look it's, at it's that. Right? Look, this is great. Yeah, I really I really like this. Um, there's, there's some, uh, some good shit in there. Wow. It's nostalgia for a time I didn't get to be there wow. for. <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of fun. Hold it. How old were you guys when news radio was on the air? 15 when it started. So you're in high 13, school? Uh-huh. Yeah. Thir yeah. All right. That's good. In high school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now I'm 37. That's so young. Mm. I don't know if young to you, mm. but nope. it is. No, it <laughs> Not at all. Not one bit. Um... Is this going to be a two-parter? I'm kind of thinking uh, it needs got, to be because we have... Which uh, is our natural break, the pee-pee the pee -pee break? That was only 37 minutes in. And now where are we? We are uh, we are officially at the two-plus-hour mark. Are we really? Yeah, wow. this last half has Holy been 93 minutes. Well, I mean, you are the creator of I the know, show we're talking it's, about. But, I mean. <laughs> but we've already possibly talked him into coming back. But so it's been so Game fun. Night. I know, um, that's just the thing. Let's, we can get, we can hit five hours. Okay, we let's here we go. Right? <laughs> I'll go make some coffee. Yeah. Get that mandolin off the wall. Let's do this. <laughs> you just need to give me about forty-five minutes to drive over to La Brea and Sunset and go to that Starbucks. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And I actually okay. don't even drink okay. caffeine anymore. But oh, you don't. You know. That's sad. I know. Oh, are there any oh, thoughts about news radio that you just like, just or questions wait. you wanted to be asked? Because you have had to ask the same shit over and over again. I don't know, and that's like I said for the past few days. That's what I've been trying to think about is trying to avoid all my my canned, it's really hard to know um, responses. Well, we, we weren't going over the Rolling Stone article for that. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I, I guess <laughs> I've talked about that shit. Did you read the full thing? Because I've never read the full thing. I, I did. You've you never mean, read the full thing? No, I haven't. It, I just. <laughs> you have like you you basically though you have a, a basically a a, a a Bill McNeil quote though because you said uh, what was it people are starting to realize Thursday night is like the a big double decker shit sandwich with three good, yeah. good pieces of bread and in between don't print yeah. that <laughs> don't print that fucker god damn it he <laughs> said so that, it's fair. that journalist David Wilde he's a nice guy whatever but he said and I talked to him about stuff before and he'd said like I just want to come in and talk to you today I'm doing a show about I think he said about workplace comedies and he caught me on a day where I was half just <laughs> just furious and fed up with the network and there was a small part of me that was thinking like like if I make enough of a stink, they can't cancel us because then they'll get blamed for canceling us because I said something. I did not expect him to print it verbatim, including <laughs> the words "don't print that." <laughs> yeah. I, I, I laugh about it now, and people and people come up to me, you know, or people who remember it now go like, "That was that was cool when you did that," and I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, it was." But I think back to those first seventy-two hours. I remember getting a. I don't even know if we had e yeah we had email then, and and Steve McPherson sent me an email going. It was just like at the end of a day, I didn't know the articles coming out or anything, or even that there was an article. And Steve McPherson, who was the NBC executive, sent me an email saying that was really a bad move. That was a bad idea. And I was like, what was? What was? What? And I wrote, I'm like, what? He's like the Rolling Stone article. I'm like, do you have it? And then, and it wasn't on the newsstands yet. And then someone had to fax it to me. And I remember reading it going like, 
Oh my God, <laughs> I have fucked everything up. I think I immediately wrote handwritten notes to like Aww. Don Olmeyer and Warren Littlefield. And I was like, ah. And, and also then I also was like, I sound like so, uh, 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 it, it, I don't know what it was, like ungrateful and nasty. Uh-huh. In retrospect, I look back and I go like, yeah, I stand by everything I said. Yeah. But it was the initial shock of not realizing those exact words are going to be. And then, as I've said in the commentary, you know how it turns out. Warren mm-hmm. Littlefield was like... You know, I've never been called a cocksucker in print before. <laughs> you know, it had a real, uh, it, the whole story had a sitcom ending, you know, mm-hmm. I'm on the phone with him and he's like, but you know what? You got passion. <laughs> you're passionate so about what good. your show and what you believe in. Wow. And I got to respect that. Holy and then God. as I probably said in the commentary, Seinfeld and his writers read that and they were like, they thought it was the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> of course. And that's when Seinfeld was like, all right, what do you need? You want me to come on? I'll come do it. So... You had yeah. a, like a whole great episode though that came out of that. Oh, that's Good. right. That's right. As as with many things, <laughs> personal trauma ended up in something funny. All these early assessments of Newsradar were just so off base. It's just really? funny to me. I think like what? So uh, well, I mean, and I've mentioned this a few times, just because it was so funny. A lot of them were like local, like small time, yeah, uh, uh, journalists, and which is fine, whatever. And just like saying, well, this office is filled with your typical blah blah blah, the da 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 da, yeah. the gay reporter, which like all yeah. of a sudden that was what they yeah. thought. Matt, they just they, and again, everybody compared to fucking WKRP. Yeah, Matthew's almost indescribable. If you want to, I agreed. Yeah, like him as a whole person. He's a little but. Uh, no. Yeah, the, the, and I never liked WKRP. I mean, I mm-hmm. I remember as a kid being excited, like, oh, it's about rock and roll radio sure, sure. and stuff, and then watching it, going like, I don't think this is that funny. Did, is there anything to dig out from? Did you have to dig out from, from under people's expectations of that or comparisons or no? Um, or just keep doing it your way. I don't know. The the thing I remember about the the you know when you're when you're a kid or or when you're young, not a kid because I didn't think I would be a TV writer, but when you're younger and you imagine, you know. I'm going to be a TV writer and someday people are going to be writing reviews of, this is probably like in college. Like what if I make it to that point, people writing reviews of what I did and stuff. You imagine yourself just like pouring over them, like the good ones, like uh, mm-hmm. they'll make you feel good. I quickly found out there's something about it that makes me so anxious that even to this day, when I see a review, I will skim it quickly to make sure there's nothing horrible in it and then put it away. I, I will. I'm not going to claim like other people do. Like I don't read the reviews. I don't <laughs> care about it. I do care. I probably care too much. Yep. But the good stuff in it doesn't make me feel good. It's just the avoidance of anything bad, and then I'm done with it. Mm. And I'm I, dealing with anything terrible yeah. today. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I, I and I've learned also not to read them at nighttime. Read them in the oh, morning. Yeah, you don't need to lie. No, you will not. Smart. But um, read before you have to do a whole bunch of stuff so you can think about something else. Yeah, have it stuck in your head. I do remember in that initial round of reviews, I was very relieved that that people liked it. And also, you know, there is in the back of my mind, which I never would have said aloud to anyone involved at the time. I was like. Critical success is much more important to me in this than commercial success. Mm-hmm. I was like, I wanted to have a broad appeal, but I, I maybe that's a backhanded way of saying like I just don't want to get bad reviews or something. Mm-hmm. But I really wanted to. I really wanted it to be a show that would get good reviews. Um, 
But I do remember in that initial round, it was Tom Shales from, I think he was writing at the Washington Post then, who was like, it's warmed over Mary Tyler Moore. It's nothing <laughs> special. You wow. Know? Um, wow. And then, you know, I don't, I don't know if they do it anymore, <laughs> but it used to be when it got around Emmy time. Did I tell this one on the, when it got around Emmy time, everyone would take out like a full page ad in the Hollywood Reporter of Variety saying, you know, for your consideration sure, for the yeah. Emmys. And everyone would try to outdo each other with what funny, you know, thing they would do. And ours that year was, um, uh, uh, three out of four critics agree. News radio is fantastic. And then we had three great quotes from good reviews. And then Tom Shales going, this is just warmed over Mary. That was our Emmy ad. But uh, no, that was, it was, yeah, well, we were well received. I mean, yeah. isn't critical success all you can technically even try to shoot for? Cause there's no recipe yeah. for a successful show. The idea that there's a recipe for something, it's like saying, I'm going to go make a viral video today. Like yeah, to speak that's true. in today's parlance. You, you, that's not that's going to work. And like viral videos, even try, even trying to hit your, t the best viral videos are ones where someone's trying to make their friends laugh, yep. where it's mm -hmm. a bunch of people sitting yeah. around and be like, and you can almost hear them giggling in the mm -hmm. background. Or it's like a reaction to something totally unexpected yeah. that happens. Yeah. And you're like, wait, what just happened? And then like, so is the person that it's happening to and they can't even deal with it. Yeah, and that's there, funny it's, too. It's, it's, there is, there've been two examples recently where just as a joke, I'm trying to remember both of them. Um, where I was just joking with a friend, like that song Despacito, which is the biggest hit ever. I would, I, I, oh no, no, I, I know the perfect one, which is the Taylor Swift song where she goes, I won't sing it so you don't get sued, where she goes, you know, we got bad blood. <laughs> yeah. I was joking with a friend, like Josh Leave and I often joke and I'll send him song parodies that are intentionally just shitty. <laughs> but we both pretend, <laughs> nice. we both pretend that we're in the song parody business <laughs> and he'll go like, yeah, I think, I think we can, we can make something out of that or whatever. <laughs> But I said, Josh, I, it's a text of Josh. Instead of, you know, we got bad blood, you know, you got dad bod. Because dad bod, is, and he's like, yeah, I think we can do something. Like that. <laughs> then I went and I sent it to someone. I sent it to Sean Clements, who's another uh -huh. really funny guy. And I was like, let's do this. Like, let's get the video together. And he immediately sent me the YouTube link for like two people had made videos of that ah. already. Three people had made a, like a parody songs of it already. Oh, my fucking God. I don't know how we ended up here. But the other one was Despacito, where I think I was like... Uh, I, in the same dumb guy character, I was like, instead of Despacito, Big Burrito. Like, big Burrito, you know? <laughs> and then immediately went on YouTube and it was like, there already was a Big Burrito oh one. There was God. a clever one where the guy was like, I go, at Home Depot, you know, like. Oh my Christ. So there's really what nothing new good? under the sun, is no, my point. No, there's not. That's I'm, fine. Yeah. There's no recipe for success either, I think, is what no. I'm saying. There's that's a weird note to end on. I we're know. Not let's, let's, we're not <laughs> more, let's say that this is going to be the last note, but let's find an upbeat one. Yeah, let's find an absolutely upbeat note. Well, number one, uh, you're going to talk to your agent. We're going to get yeah. some Blu-rays out of that. Yes. Number one. I'm not, I can't. We're doing game look, night. Tom, look, uh, Paul Sims is guaranteeing that when he speaks to his agent. Look, I'm not <laughs> guaranteeing Blu-rays because if I were Sony, I'd be like, why are we pouring all this money into this niche thing? But I, I know. But I would, a, a streaming place that has all the At episodes, least that would be nice. I think would be nice. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Agreed. I think there's only agree. been like mm -hmm. some episodes on Crackle. For a while it was I on know, Netflix. All of it, it was, was on Netflix was a few years ago. I'm pretty sure I watched all of this shit on Netflix and then I'm like, Are you oh, sure? I, I know Was this I in the Netflix them. days when you still... Or Hulu, one when, of the two. When they still sent you... Oh, I, maybe it was Hulu. Yeah, on one of them it's they had so all the seasons for a very short period and then they were gone and then one season at a time on Crackle and they're random. I would think I would know about this stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I could be special. Maybe I'm misremembering. I don't know. 
I will say, you know, if, if, if you guys are desperate, I hope people are buying them, but, like, you know, you can still get them. There's some shitty box sets, and there's some good box sets. There's What's a, the difference? There's one box set that has no commentary or really? anything yes. special or any of the extra shit. What? And then there's a, the other <laughs> full box set that was released by a different company. The problem is they're all stacked on top of each other. There's I no special. I think that's the one I have. Yeah. Have. Oh, okay. See, I just bought them season by yeah. season because I'm a nerd. And, and then there's yeah. there's one box set that has commentary for Cheers episodes. Yeah, which is a very is. strange one. I don't know where it came from, but whatever. It's it matches somehow. Yeah. I don't know. It's like <laughs> the Wizard of Oz and Dark yeah, Side of the Moon. That's the intent of it. Um, all right, Paul. Number one, you created my favorite show of all time. Yeah. Well, thank you. So thank you for doing this. We thank don't we don't for... know where to go for guests after this. Yeah, now. no. <laughs> basically, nobody else. Thank you for it. keeping the memory of it alive and keeping the, the people who love it to, having something new to look forward to. Well, it's important. It us, is. You it's know? nice. And it, it really is nice. And someday I'm going to listen back to all these and go like, I sort of remember who Susan Leslie was. <laughs> Hopefully I'll listen back and I'll go like, ah, yeah. I still hate podcasts, but you know what? <laughs> no, now you've got a wealth of... I hate of, this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now that I've actually listened. Now I love podcasts, except for this one. <laughs> the uh, Now you have plenty of places to go, because you go to people... Paul Sims did it. Why, right. why won't you do yeah, it? I, I hope that works. And then you have a, then you have a wealth of questions, because only Paul Sims was on. I can tell you, there, said, are, there are a couple of people I accidentally... Ha- at one point, one particular cast member got asked by accidentally three people I yeah. knew at the same time, and then was like overwhelmed Le- really? so, yeah well so, i've got the perfect note to end on okay that what, what's okay. What, yeah i'll take it so there was supposed to be a surprise guest tonight who was going to come at the end mm-hmm. and i was going to say my buddy is coming to pick me up and give me a ride home mm-hmm. and it was more a tyranny mm. and what? i was with her last night <laughs> mm-hmm. and i said i'm doing this news radio podcast tomorrow and she's like what news radio podcast and and the julie and i explained and she's like how come they've never asked me to be on and i'm we like i'm have. sure they've Hi. reached out to you <laughs> We have. And I said, I'm doing it tomorrow night. And she's like, I, I'm shooting tomorrow in the afternoon. But what, wouldn't it be crazy if I showed up there? I said, it would be absolutely fantastic. Yeah, we'd shit ourselves. <laughs> but more often makes plans that she doesn't follow through That's on. That's fine. So. Uh, but, but you know now, mm-hmm. you can call Maura and go, Paul said you wanted to be on the... She was the one. It's like any actor. Like, you know, they'll ignore it, ignore it. And then when they find out someone else is doing it, they're like, well, how come they didn't of ask course. me? Yeah. yeah. And she would be a great guest. Oh, uh, yeah. What, of Duff. the cast, who, who, who remaining has not been Oh, no, no, none of the main characters about not even steven Mm-mm. well steven oh, well, that, well we I, had we, we, we well there's there's a what were we talking about i don't, I don't know, know. Yeah. but none of them yet none of them yet <laughs> we've had cast impersonators though that's we, but we have had plenty of people <laughs> play play bit parts on the show which is fun that's yeah. cool. I, lo- I love the yes. shit out of that. Yeah. Especially if they can somehow talk for an hour about that. It's kind of This great. is making me want to, again, wait 10 years and then listen to it to uh-huh. hear these other perspectives <laughs> that I never had any idea of. Of course. Why was, would you, though? What, what, what I normally do, and um, sorry, I just interrupted you no. completely. Um, Thanks for woman-splaining to Paul. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what I normally do um, to be weird on each episode is I... Uh, I Kind of psychoanalyze Bill. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I actually was. I, I'm glad you Go brought ahead. it up because I wanted you to give him so far. I mean, we're like. I mean, it's usually like based on an episode. Yes, but... of course. But you've well, done it. Well, it's called the real deal with Bill McNeil. Yeah. That's what yeah. we do. Now that it's just just for this special occasion. What's an overall uh, analysis so of how he became who he is and what's really going on in there? Well, I mean. <laughs> He has a lot of childhood trauma. Yeah. Um, 
Which he has rewritten in his head. Oh, yes. That everything is fine and his parents have a great, yeah. rich, deep sense of yes. humor. Yes. Mm-hmm. And apparently so does his really evil brother. And the McNeils have yes. gained a daughter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. And that manifests probably in getting, when he gets the review that he's adequate of being able to flip that around and claim that adequate is the best thing to ever be called. Yes. Yeah. So he's like hyper aware of how he is to other people Mm -hmm. almost all of the time but he also just can't deal with it and is never happy with it so he has to like pretend all the time in front of everybody to like and it's to like have any power at all because he probably doesn't feel any that's like, true. Most of the time. But he also wants to kid himself that he has it sometimes, too. And his own, I would say, even along those lines, his own personality, his own who he is, is probably a intellectually manufactured, almost like a sociopath, but in a sweet way. Hmm. A person mm-hmm. who is behaving the way they think a person in whatever role they're in at that moment is supposed to be. This is what normal person does. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. This is what man everyone looks up to hopefully does. <laughs> exactly. So you do this on an episode-by-episode episode basis? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I gotta listen to this pod. Yeah. They're fun. They're and then, you fun. know, when Joe does something that seems like he's probably a homicidal maniac, I so you mentioned com- that. Or... You're compiling a case file. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah. Um, you build a solid case. W- once, you know, once the last season rolls around, maybe it'll just be case files on Joe and... And mm-hmm. like the downfall of Dave, and what's <laughs> oh, led yeah. up to it oh, up yeah. to that point, and what it, what nails um, in his coffin. <laughs> what number are you up to now? Uh, I'd have to look. I, I, we're around f- who's this? Fifty something. And now you're right in the middle of all the Led Zeppelin titled ones. No, we're past those. Oh, we're past those. Yeah, well past those. We passed it, and then we got normal, and it went back to it. We know what the episode is about based on the title. Oh, we really made ourselves giggle with that. In retrospect, is the dumbest thing we ever did. We're like, wait, what is this about? It's the most annoying. Oh, even during production, it was terrible. It was like, Paul, you got to go to editing. All right, which one are we working on? Led Zeppelin box set. I'm like, I don't remember what that is. Just use a different name. Yeah. <laughs> what is what's next week's all right so we just did episode 59 so we're about to hit episode 60 although next week's will probably be this episode is my guess so what's the next one you'll tape after this will be uh, 60 oh we're we're recording them so out of order i think the oh. next one we're actually doing is office feud uh, the rocket fuel episode mm. Oh, good, so, good. which I also happen to have one of Andy Dick's shirts from. There's another little yeah. piece of really, weed. yeah, no stains or anything. It's oh, perfectly great. clean. It's great. <laughs> I've said that last time. It's a, it's, <laughs> the joke works every time. I don't care. I don't care. Uh, yeah, we're doing that. It's one of my favorites. That's one I actually just went through. Speaking of archiving your shit, I just went through and archived all my old micro cassettes. That's why I have two micro cassette players here. Yeah. And there's one point where I literally was holding it up to the TV for the rocket fuel spot because it was my funny. favorite thing. And I'm like, I'm going to my grandmother's in Illinois. I won't have news radio with me. So I'm just going to be able to listen to this. Oh, that's so, sweet. so dumb. That's... I was like 20. No, but I was like very, I was a little too old to be doing that. But it's okay. It was cute. I was very adorable. That's but, not adorable. Mm-hmm. It sounds a little creepy. Well, not cre- I wouldn't Weird. say creepy, but guys. Mm-hmm. It's I'm... over. It's just a TV show. <laughs> no, I don't mean that. <laughs> I don't mean that. Uh, but I told you before we started. I told this. You. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're too far. This is an intervention. They sent me because they thought. <laughs> They the sent the creator of the show. He's the only person Hi. that they'll listen to. We, we sent the inventor of heroin to <laughs> yeah. help you stop doing heroin. Uh, do, okay, this is the weird part. Yeah. What do you want to promote? 
where are you? Do you want people to follow you on Twitter? I want to promote news radio the way you guys are. No, right. I don't want anyone following me on Twitter. If you follow my Twitter, you see I make a tweet every two weeks, yep. and I hope that it's obscure enough that only five people will laugh at it. So <laughs> don't follow me on Twitter. You won't like it. You won't get it. I don't know. What do I want to promote? Like yeah. uh, Season two of Atlanta is starting March 1st. Ooh. Really, it's a really good season coming up. Awesome. Awesome. Um, <laughs> that's going to get us a lot more viewers for Atlanta. <laughs> I don't know. No, we guarantee I wanna... at least three from this. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> this guy's... I'm going to wrap it up. Mm -hmm. This has been fun. Yeah, you've kept the dream alive. And uh, you've serviced all the people who love the show. And we're a tight-knit community that other people can't understand. But tough shit for them. <laughs> That's right. You heard him right. We serviced everybody who worked for the show. The end. <laughs> There's one other thing to say. Oh, do we? We're not going to bother promoting our bullshit. You no, 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 no. I want to hear it. I Fine. Wanna... All right, Alan. And I'm allowed to comment, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Please. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, well, you can find my website at Alan Rickert, A L L E N R U E C K E R T dot com for all your acting needs and uh, you can find me on Twitter at nice it's really it's a good website go to it I get all my actors from there it's fantastic <laughs> if that's what you do are you selling actors on the website I'm not really sure oh it's just uh, it's, just it's me it's my just me it's, uh, You're real? it's my reel and stuff And he's a really great guy you need guy, a headshot yeah. with a Lucky Burger shirt on I yeah. should he's got a great look he could play like a Midwestern guy oh, he yeah. could play mm -hmm. you could play an Young executive you could play a from addict, the Midwest like an advertising account mm -hmm. he's a, he knows how to speak he's not he, I I think he, he wouldn't stumble over his lines. He's a really great guy. You gotta hire this guy. I gotta put this endorsement on the website. <laughs> <laughs> What's all that? So what is it after the the website? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Here. Alan Rickard, A L L E N R U E C K E R T. Uh, Instagram, A L L E N R U E C K E R T, and of course Facebook at Freak Zilt. No, A L L E N. <laughs> R-U-E-C-K-E-R-T. Jason, what do you got to promote? Nothing. I'm going to promote something in a second. Jim, what do you want to promote this week? Uh, tell somebody to have a nice day. Yeah. See, she always promotes the good stuff and makes us look like a-holes. That's fine. That's where we uh, go first. That's, that's advice for everyone That's on purpose. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. thank you. The advice for everyone listening is to tell someone to have a nice day. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, go to jasonclom.com. J A S A O. J A S. I can't spell my own name. <laughs> good. J A S O. Just type some random uh, combination of those letters, Klom guys, and is, see what comes up. Clom is K L A M M. But on Twitter, I'm J Clom, like an idiot. On Facebook, I'm It's Jason Clom. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Everywhere. I go to Stolen Dress. No, yeah, go to StolenDress.com. That's where all my stuff is. That's really about it. Is it .com or .net? Shut the fuck up. Oh. Oh no, I actually... <laughs> yeah, so, but you can also... You can email us at freakzilletscopenet.com. We do have that email, so please email us if you have questions. Too late for Paul Sims questions because uh, well, you can drop the fucking ball. You blew it. Yep. We're so. not going to talk about it at a game. Night, Whatever. So. If you guys ever get a good, tough one, you can call me. Okay. We can record a sweet an answer. That's a good idea. Yeah, I'll never answer the phone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Peace, everybody. Peace. And there's uh, one other thing oh. to say, which is catch, catch you later, bee cakes. <laughs> Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast, is part of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Alan Rickard, Jason Klom, and Jen, who lives on the ether. Our theme song was composed and performed by Michael Warden. Have questions? Call and leave us a voicemail at 646-801-WNYX or email us at freakzilla at scopenet.com. Subscribe to Dispatches from Fort Awesome on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating, and write us a review. It helps. 
You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WNYX News Radio, or find everything in one place at WNYXNewsRadio.com. Thanks, Joe. Visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, watch videos, and imbibe freely of our multimedia content going back 15 plus years. Big day today, Dave. <laughs>